0: a unique outreach program that ministers the soul-saving love of Jesus Christ to a hurting world through music, dance, and the life-giving word of God. Now, listen to Bishop
1: Edwin Ugo. There was a man who was blind. Jesus put clay on his eyes.
2: Glory. I don't know whether you are excited. The bishop is in the house. Run ministry is about to make a history. This history we are about to make is not something that will be recorded in a book. But you are going to have a testimony that we shall see it in your life and in your ministry. Hallelujah. If you know you are blessed to be here and to be here, you want to put your hands together for Jesus. What a privilege. That a bishop will be given to us. It's a blessing. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I think you should welcome about 10 people. So it is a great thing To serve the Lord conference Ten people move out of your seat And shake ten people Their hands And tell them It is a blessing To serve with you Hallelujah Wow Hallelujah I'm not seeing any smile on your face. I don't know who asked you to fast today, and our faces are looking hungry. Shall I give your neighbor a smile? Let them see your 32 teeth. Wow. Amen. Kindly take your seat. The word of God is coming. I thank God that Jesus made us to know that the word is spirit and it is life. He also said that in those days he will pour out on his servant and his handmaiden out of his spirit. You see, And the word also carried that life and spirit. So the way that is going to come to you is going to bring life into you. It's going to bring life into your ministry. Amen and amen. And I'm privileged that the heaven chose a bishop. Last year, he was here And I know you saw some pictures and you were wondering, is it really running ministry? It was. But he met with only us, the pastors, and some few leaders. Hallelujah. And I've been looking forward that today, he will come and be a blessing. And so we have him in our midst, and I know that we are already blessed. Hallelujah. Before I introduce him, he came with some pastors also from Lighthouse I just want you to give us a wave We celebrate you Wow Run ministry, solar. Powerful And we also have Pastor Andrew at the back Can you give us a wave? Celebrating Powerful he also came because of the bishop. Hallelujah. We also have our angels in our midst. Run past us. Just wave. We just want to celebrate you.
1: Wave.
2: Amen and amen. Somebody is saying in his head that since you are not the speaker, just I mean, quickly just introduce him and leave the place. Say mercy, Lord. <laughs> The first time that I saw Bishop, it was on UCC campus, and it's because of the Healing Jesus campaign that took place in Central Region, and actually, I was privileged to join a mass choir in Lighthouse on campus. <laughs> Why, you don't believe me, eh? Sure. <laughs> I was a chorister. <laughs> Wow. And this was somewhere 2004, 2005. Yeah. How many years now? Like 14 years, 15 years there. Yeah. I'm sure by now you are wondering my age. So I saw him when there is a healing and. I mean, we want to know it in terms of science and all. He was the one doing the interpretation and all. And I was wondering whether we have such ways in science. Hallelujah. <laughs> I never knew that one day I'll have him come here and I'll be sitting beside him. Hallelujah. So it's a privilege, it's an honor, it's a blessing. He's an assistant evangelist in Healing Jesus Campaign, as I said. He has also pastored for over 24 good years. Yeah. You will not only see him during the Healing Jesus Campaign, but where he's coming from, they also have a crusade called Greater Love Gospel Crusade. Yeah. And he ministers there, hallelujah. He tells you that, you see, he's into souls. And so we are going to have some evangelistic deposit. Some grace is going to fall on us in this house. Amen and amen. You see it happen in your ministry. Amen and amen. He's a pastor of thousands. Yeah. I know of United Denominations of Lighthouse Group of Churches. And he's overseeing the Adenta Council. And he's overseeing 80 branches. 80 branches of Lighthouse Churches. This is a bishop. Say, this is a bishop. (laughs) Wow. And he's also overseeing a mega church. Say, a mega church. And that branch is called Oyibi Cathedral. He's doing a great work there. I've been there with Pastor JB. We saw it all. We saw it all. When he's having a service, one service, you see thousands, thousands of people. All manner of people, the young, the old, are serving the Lord. It's so beautiful. I really love the atmosphere. Recently, I went there and I just took my phone and I was just putting down some things. Because, I mean, learning by copying and pasting is not a same. <laughs> if somebody has been there, all that you do is to learn, copy and paste. Stop doing that original, original. Wow. I want us to give honor to this bishop. Because he's anointed and given to us. Giving Anna to whom Anna is due. I want us to welcome or say Bishop Edwin Ogo. Wow. Celebrate him.
1: Wow.
0: Keep clapping your hands for Jesus.
1: hallelujah
0: we thank God for his great blessing for giving us life that even when we say we should clap our hands we can clap not everybody can clap this you yes. Even even when you were told to stand up, you see, you stood up. Not everybody can stand up when he's told to stand up. So we really thank God for life and for blessings. And I particularly want to thank God for the privilege to be here this evening to fellowship with Ran. I was here last year. Yes. And uh, it was a very, very nice, spicy time. And uh, I feel honored. You see, when you go to a place to preach and you are invited again, it means that the first one was nice. So tonight, I thank God for the privilege to share the word of God with you. I'm not really going to preach I'm going to just tell you something. How many of you want me to just tell you something? Well, well, even if you don't want me to tell you something, I will still tell you. Amen. But before you sit down, I want us to appreciate the visionary of the house, the angel of the house. The pastor Lady Pastor Abigail, God bless you. We need, we need pastors like her to become pastors of churches. You know, people with a track record. A lot of pastors in town, you don't even know when they got born again. You don't know who the church they attended the first time we saw him he was on TV you know whether he's a a dwarf or he's a spirit we don't know but your pastor began from somewhere continued from somewhere and is still preaching is still working for the Lord Let's appreciate her and help me to say thank you for this invitation with your hand clap. God bless you, Lady Pastor. I, I can only wish you well. I can only wish this church greatness and enlargement and power and great grace in Jesus' name. amen Amen. you may please be seated father we thank you for the privilege and we say the Lord speak to us tonight in the name of Jesus Amen. amen so the name of this short conference we are having here is it is a great thing to serve the Lord and tomorrow God willing I'm going to preach from that book um, but today I don't think God wants me to preach God wants me to just tell you something And then we'll close and go home Then tomorrow will come for the proper service Amen So let's also appreciate the choir for the beautiful song they sang May you minister on international stages. Amen. Tonight I'm preaching about spiritual maturity. Spiritual maturity. And I want to open this message God wants me to bring to you with a very important scripture in Colossians chapter 1 verse 13 it says who hath delivered us from the power of darkness and hath translated us into the kingdom of his dear son that's all how many of you believe you are in the kingdom of his dear son yes when you are in church you are in God's kingdom so this is the kingdom of God when you get born again you are in the kingdom When you receive Jesus Christ as your personal savior you have made a transition from what the Bible calls the kingdom of darkness and now you are in the kingdom of his dear son. Now so where have we come from? That kingdom of darkness what is it what is what is it that god has brought us out of so so when you see me playing the keyboard or when you see me singing in the church or when i see you ushering when i see you in church on sunday as a born again christian it is very important for you and i to know and to understand where God has brought us out of. Now, that place is called the power of darkness. It's not a kingdom of darkness. There are some other verses that are talking about the kingdom of darkness. But but what God delivered us from is called the power of darkness. It's not a small thing. It's a power. It's not a joke. It's not, it's not something to just brush aside. As I stand here and as you sit there, it is very important that you are told. It's very important that we know Where we have come from. Or. Or. It's very important that we know. Where we are supposed to come out of. Because some of you may be in church. But you have not come out of that power. That power of darkness. Still has power over you. So you may be here. You may be an usher. You are an instrumentalist, you are a member, you are a teacher, you are whatever, you are in the um, um, what? communion groups, whatever it is you are doing in the church, you are here, but you may not have been delivered from the power. And that is God's plan. The plan of God is to make sure that only his power has power over you. And not another power. But what do we see? A lot of us in church have got the power of darkness having power over us. So so I went into the dictionary The Bible Dictionary called the Strong's Concordance And I looked for the meaning of the word darkness Darkness So that we will know what God has delivered us from I'm teaching now That word darkness Means Blindness It means blindness. The original word, the Greek word from which the word darkness is derived means blindness. That is, God has delivered us from the power of blindness. That the many things you could not see when you get born again, you are supposed to see. You couldn't see evil. But you are supposed to see. So God has delivered us from the power of blindness. So you don't walk about as somebody who can see. It's like people can see that what you are doing is evil. But only you cannot see. Because, because tonight, if I'm blind, I'm a blind man with a white cane, I won't know who is here. I can hear people saying, Praise the Lord, Hallelujah, but I don't know whether there's somebody in front of me. Is there somebody here? That, yes, I can feel a human being. Yes, and you look like a woman because her body is soft, not just metal. I can see, I won't feel my way around. I see. I see you. And some of you can't see. You can't see that the man you are falling in love with is a fool. Everybody can see. Only you cannot see that you are about to marry a fool. You are blind. So, so you are in the church. You are in the choir. But the power of blindness that you should have been delivered from has not, uh, still has power over you. You can't see. Some of you sitting here cannot see that God has given you a great opportunity to put you in a church like this. Or a great, yes, it's a great church. You can't see. That God has given you a great a, it's, it's a great thing to serve the Lord now, to, to sit in front here as a pastor Is one of your greatest privileges But you can't see Now when you can't see You can't make the best of it Anything you can't see You cannot make the best out of it So darkness means blindness You are supposed to see Another meaning of the word darkness is ignorance. This is just the Greek word, skotos. Skotos. Blindness, a darkness. It means ignorance. You know, I didn't mean to preach, but I'm being tempted to preach. But I'm telling you something. I want to tell you and I'll sit down. God has delivered us from ignorance. Ignorance. Ignorance means not knowing something. If you are ignorant of physics, ignorant of some idea, ignorant of how to cook, like some sisters say, they look very beautiful but they can't cook. If you marry her, you have married a carpenter in a kitchen. Yes. You may think I'm joking. You may think I'm joking. So so ignorant means not knowing something. Yes. Like like I am very ignorant of how to fix a carburetor of a car. If my car sports and my that car has a carburetor, I'm I'm done for. I I I don't know, I don't know, I don't even know what to do. But somebody here can fix the carburetor, one touch. Even a girl here. So God has delivered us from the power of ignorance. But this time it's not ignorance of uh, uh, um, carburetor fixing or cooking, but ignorance of the word of God and the will of God, and the plan of God. Many people don't know who has delivered us from the power, and ignorance is powerful. Ignorance has power over you. It destroys you. Even you put Bible aside. Let's put church aside. Let's put God aside. Even just not, just not having gone to school. It's what has made some of you poor. Yes. Not having a degree has power over you. Anywhere you go to look for a job, they ask you, what degree do you have? Say, oh, I finished wasi. Say, please go out. It has power. So coming back to church and the Bible, when you don't know certain things, that ignorance has power over you. It dictates how your life goes. It dictates which demons are in control over your life. Even your ignorance can dictate when you will die. You may die 50 years before your time. Yeah, because of spiritual ignorance. You don't know that demons are looking for you. You don't know that Satan wants to kill you. You don't know that even the church. Some of you see the church you have come to as I don't know what I don't know how you see it. Whether it's like a party or an association or a, 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 or a club. But you don't know that the church is actually God's escape route for your life. So that because of the church, you will not end up like your uncles and your cousin and your father and your brothers at home. That the church is actually your escape route. Ignore. you don't know. You are sitting in church, you don't even know what is happening to you. Like the, the like the Ethiopian Enoch, he was reading a Bible. He had a Bible in his hand, but he, he didn't know anything. So he was asked by Philip, "Do you understand what you are? What are you talking about? How can I understand if someone doesn't explain to me? Many of you don't even know where you are sitting. Some of you here tonight, you would prefer to be in a nightclub than to be here tonight." Because you don't know what is in this place for your life Ignorance. you are ignorant of sin Ignorance. you don't know what sin can do to you sin never has never never since the world was created sin has never added to anybody's life it has always reduced people. It has always removed from your life. If in fact sin is the reason why we die at eighty, age eighty, it's because of sin that we die at ninety. That when somebody is a ninety-year-old man, we, in fact, if we, you call it, it's an, an old man. Old man is walking like that. Atalante. But those days in Genesis. 600 years you are now having your outdoor read your bible they died at 900 years 800 when you are 500 and you give birth it is teenage pregnancy
1: yes read your bible Bible.
0: are they going home they are going to the toilet why are you going? Sit down. Sit down. It's the demons. that are taking them away so they will not hear. So, they, so, so that they will persist in their ignorance. Who has delivered us? from the, There is a power looking for you. What destroyed your cousin is also coming for you. And attending run attending lighthouse attending Roman Catholic attending Presby Church does not guarantee your escape that's why I came here tonight demons want to kill you they want you to be mad they want to see you in jail and God brought you here now tonight I'm here to tell you that, that the only reason why God brought you here I've come here to tell you the only reason why God brought you here another meaning of darkness as we see in the Bible is ungodliness so one meaning of darkness is what blindness another meaning is ignorance another meaning is ungodliness it's in the, it's, it's, it, that's the skotos God has delivered us. When you get born again, when you come and stand in front of the church and you lift your hand, it means God has delivered you from a life of ungodliness. Ungodliness means that there is no God in your life. There's no fear of God in your life. There's no worship of God in your life. There's no thought of God in your life. Everything you do does not factor in God. So if you meet a girl and you have to sleep with her, you go about it nicely. But there is no God that says that. that don't. Ungodliness. In fact, another meaning of the word darkness, skotos, is immorality. Yeah. Those of you that a uh, uh, strong circumstance, you, you see there Immorality. Immorality is essentially Behaving like an animal—that's really the, the real root mean of immorality. Things that a human being with brains should not do. Because goats, when a goat is around and sees another goat, it just climbs the goat, and they don't know—they if, if don't even know cousins or sisters or mother. Yes, and and that's how we are also. Yes, you don't know that. oh, That's not my wife. That's my wife. So a man with a wedding ring who has a wife can still he is married though, he has signed but he still can't differentiate his wife from another girl. So any girl he sees that he likes the ties he just goes for the girl. Immorality. And God, when you get born again, God has delivered I've got some two more minutes to to close so pay attention. Who has delivered us from the power of immorality? Immorality. It's a power. It's not a joke. When somebody is not godly, when somebody doesn't respect God, doesn't fear God, there's a girl here, you don't fear God. You're in a relationship with somebody's husband. But nothing, it it, it doesn't mean anything to you. You are ungodly. But you see, tonight I'm saying to you that that life, it has power. Power. That is guiding you to a certain life. Power. And it makes you immoral. So immoral that so immoral means that you have you thrown away morals. Moral. What say somebody? Says, moral. It's the right thing to do. The right thing. That is, if tonight I want to have sex, the right thing to do, the moral thing to do, is to look for my wife. But if you are immoral or if I'm immoral, I will look for Benis rather. I'll look for Amele rather. Yes. Or or instead of looking even, even even another another dimension of morality is that if I want to have sex as a man, I will look for Yaya or Ephia or Mavis or Mami Hiniwa. But I can now begin to look for a man's anus. It's like it, it goes beyond common sense. And it has power. That power is worrying you. But tonight, God will deliver you from the power of immorality. Morality. That I've seen this tablet. It's very nice. I would love to own it. But it's not for me. But as I'm talking here, I'm preaching. I come around. I say, Everybody look at that. Look at the brother sitting there with, with the beard. Can, can you see? Can you see the brother? Can you see him? And I've stolen somebody's tablet. Maybe it's not for me. Some of you have stolen somebody's daughter, somebody's husband, somebody's wife, somebody's car, somebody's business because you are essentially ungodly. Say, say power. power. Now God, Colossians 1.13 thirteen. I'm preaching. God has delivered you. Receive your deliverance now. Now, 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 now. In order not to waste time, I want to tell you the reason why you are in church and you are still fornicating. Why you are in run. And you are still hooked on to pornography. The reason why you belong to Iran and you masturbate four times a week. You are are in Iran but you are a thief. That is, You are in Iran. You are in Lighthouse. You are in Presby. You are in Action, You are in Central Gospel Church. But you are still a crook. The reason the reason is what will take us this evening to Isaiah chapter 9, Isaiah chapter 9, and verse 2. The people that walked in darkness, do you see darkness? In Colossians 13, The people that walked in darkness have seen a great light. <laughs> they have seen it. They that dwell in the land of the shadow of death upon them the light the light has shined. Verse 3 Thou hast multiplied the nations And not increase the joy. The joy before thee according to the joy in harvest. I'll talk about it later in just three minutes time. As men rejoice when they divide the spoil. Verse 4. For thou hast broken the yoke of his burden and the staff of his shoulder the rod of his oppressor as in the day of Midian. So note it. Let's go back to verse 2. We are closing. The people that walked in darkness who were ignorant, who were blind, who were ungodly. Oh, I forgot to tell you. The last meaning of scotus darkness, is eternal hell. God has delivered us. It's all there. It's a list. Blindness, ignorance, ungodliness, immorality and the last one in the, in, the, in the strong concordance is eternal hell God has delivered us from hell fire but some of you in this church will die and go to hell and I'm, I, I've been sent by God tonight to show you why you will be in a church like this and go to hell how is it possible to be here and sing in the choir and and, and still be under the power of ungodliness under the power of immorality under the power of masturbation, under the power of fornication, under the power of blindness, how can you be here do you want to know why why you are still under power Hebrews chapter 5 We will come back to Isaiah 9 Hebrews chapter 5 Verse number 11 Of whom we have many things to say And hard to be uttered Seeing ye are dull of hearing You have still not come out of the power of darkness Dull of hearing and seeing, blind and deaf All these are types of darkness Verse 12. For when for the time now this is it, this is it. I'm ending now, so please let's let's listen to it. I'm here to explain to you why some of us have not come out of the power of darkness, even though that is God's ultimate plan. Look, God's plan may be to give you a car. God's plan may be to let you get married. God's plan may be to give you twins. God's plan may be to give to help you with a visa to live in America. Some of you should be living in Ghana. You should be living in America. His plan is that your destiny is there. Some are also there. Who should be here? Yes. Yes. And, 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 and if you don't come, sometimes your family members will bring you. Yes. A brother, a brother, traveled to America. He was afraid of informing his family members because of, you know, spiritual engineering. Yes, that they would bring him back. So he got a visa. Didn't tell anyone. I think his mother or his sister. One only knew. Got a ticket and flew Delta. Yes. He was in Massachusetts. So he had escaped from his people. (laughs) Because if he had told somebody, he would never have come back. But what he did, shouldn't have done was that in Massachusetts, he went to visit some friends. They had a party. And the party was by a swimming pool. And in Ghana, he was living along the coast. So, so he was a very good swimmer. So he just dived into the uh, what's the name? Swimming pool. He was in it. As music was blasting outside in a say Massachusetts. Massachusetts. <laughs> Boston, Massachusetts. Swimming, swimming with the girls, swimming with the boys, enjoying the water. After a while, he got tired of swimming. So he decided to come out of the swimming pool. When he came out, he was at Keta. Keta Beach. The beach at Keta City. When he came out, they have brought me here. They have brought me back. (laughs) you, You will come back. He should not have entered water. When he came out, of the, he thought he was going to see Coca-Cola and sandwiches and nice girls at the, in America light. When he came out, Ketasee defense. He said, let's go home. Let's go home now.
1: <laughs>
0: Engineering. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm talking about the will of God for your life. That sometimes God's will for you is that you may have a car, live in America, live in Ghana, have a child, be married, and so on and so forth. But ladies and gentlemen, the ultimate will of God for your life, that one dear, dolly dolly, dolly. you may never marry, you may never go to America, you may never have a car, but one will of God for your life is that you must never be under the power of hellfire. That one there, it should happen. We have different plans for you to pass your exam, to go here, to do engineering, to do medicine, to study law, to be a driver, to be an architect, to be that. Oh, many many things. But in case you don't know what is worth for your life is. One thing you should be sure of is that God wants you to come out of the power of blindness, the power of ignorance, the power of ungodliness, the power of immorality, and the power of hellfire. May you not end up in hell one day. So, Hebrews says, for when for the time you ought to be teachers, you have need that one teach you again, which be the principles of the oracles of God. And even though you are in Ran, you are in Catholic Church, you are in Presby church, you attend action, you have become such as have need of milk, and not of strong meat. That's how you have become. You are in church, but you have become somebody who drinks milk, but you don't chew meat. Now, the next verse, verse 13 says, because, for, it says for, 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 for everyone that uses milk, I'm preaching now, anybody in the church, whether he's a keyboardist, or he's a bass guitarist, or he's a drummer, or he's a singer, Anybody in the church who uses milk is unskillful in the word of righteousness. For, for, for what? Can you help me? Let's finish the verse. For what? He is a babe. I'm, I'm preaching about spiritual maturity. It's very important you mature fast. he is a baby he is a Christian but he's a baby when you are in a church listen to me very carefully everybody is born a baby no matter how tall no matter how muscular you are no matter how big you are everybody is born a baby But you are not allowed to be a baby forever. You are not allowed. Even nature doesn't teach us that a baby should remain a baby forever. Interestingly, in the kingdom of God, we don't use time to determine whether somebody is a baby or is a mature adult. We don't use six months or six weeks new believer school, or three months uh, discipleship class, or uh, 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 two weeks um, what's the name of that thing they do in the church? Um, New converts baptism. No! In the spirit, we don't use two weeks, or six weeks, or two years to determine, oh, oh, you've been in church for two years, so you are no more a baby. You've been in church for seven years. The perfect number. So you have now graduated in the church. We don't use time. What do we... You see, it is very dangerous for you to be an instrumentalist but you are a baby Christian. It's very dangerous for you... To have a camera taking pictures in the church. But you are a baby. It's very dangerous for you to sit behind the console. Changing sound level. But you are actually a spiritual baby. Why? Because it is not a good thing for a Christian to be a baby forever. Actually, I can give you two examples. Two clear examples. Why it's not a good thing to be a baby? It's not a good thing. The first reason why it's not a good thing to be a baby is found in First Corinthians chapter 3 verse 1. Help me to read it so we can close the service quickly and go home. My wife is waiting for me. And I brethren could not speak unto you as unto spiritual. I could, I'm preaching about spiritual maturity. I couldn't speak to you. I wanted to relate with you and have a chat with you. But I couldn't you as a spiritual person but rather as unto carnal then he puts a comma there and he said even in case you don't understand carnal he said even as unto babes so a baby Christian is actually a carnal Christian which is the word used for unbelievers a baby Christian is actually an unbeliever Spiritually, a baby Christian is actually, it's not my interpretation. It, 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 it's about if you have other translations, you can put it there. Which shall be read. I'm not here, I'm not interpreting a verse for you. It is there. He said, I wanted to relate with you as a spiritual person, but I couldn't. I'm rather relating with you. I'm talking to you. I wish you had the Amplified or you had a uh, New Living Translation. Yeah, look at this. Dear brothers and sisters, when I was with you, I couldn't talk to you as I would, to a spiritual person, somebody who is mature. I had to talk to you as though you belong to this world. Who are those who belong to this world? Isn't it not unbelievers? Yeah. So you are in the church, you have come to give your life to Christ, you are born again. But because you are in the st- see, a baby Christian is not different from an unbeliever. A Christian. So tonight we are going to have a graduation service. Yes, you must graduate from babyhood. It's dangerous. It's very dangerous to be a baby. Any pastor. Who is a good pastor who has been called by God will never allow any member of his church to be a baby. Why? Number one is that a baby Christian is actually an unbeliever. So unbeliever, have you not seen people who get born again but they are still, she still comes from the house of the man he's not uh, he's not married to? Yeah, some of you why? why the man you are with. There's a lady here. The man you are with. You are not married to him. You are here on this side. The man you are living with. You are not married to him. But see, when you mature, when you become spiritually sensitive, when your spiritual senses mature, nobody will tell you. Nobody will tell you. Yesterday, I was talking to a, a, a lady, a very great girl. I can't, I don't want to go into who she is and what. Very great. She's known. And I had a chance to sit with her to talk. So she has come to me to apologize. I said, apologize to me? Hey, what am I? What, what are you talking about? She said, no, because I am her father. And she wants, to be, she, she wants to say to me that early this year, from about January or last December, let's say January this year, to like April or so, she just entered into a relationship with her, with her boy in the church and they've been having sex yeah but about two months ago because she's been telling me she wants to see me i never get the time but about two months ago she said no <laughs> this thing cannot continue so she stopped she was about to cry and i reached out my hand to her i said shake my hand congratulations you have become a mature christian An immature Christian, a baby just like some of you sitting here would never stop. You rather want to know, when can I see you again? And when we meet next time, how will we do it? Because a baby, the senses of a baby are not developed. A baby two weeks old Six weeks old will be sitting will be lying down, a snake is around, just look as, can even play with a snake, can play with a lion, can see fire put. His, a baby doesn't have any sense of you know, pain or shame or uh, danger. No, 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 no. That's, a, that's a baby. That's a baby, That's a baby. And some of you sitting here don't have any sense of sin. It's, it's like it's like I mean you, you you are in a church I am preaching. You, you just get up, you are going. It's like it's, it's almost like a piece of wood lying in a room. Like, what is going on? But put him in a nightclub, put him by a roadside, a drinking spot with girls wearing panties. He will come alive. when when it comes to, I'm preaching to you this evening, I'm, I'm saying to you in English, I'm preaching in English and I'm saying to you clearly that it is very dangerous to be around without development of your spirituality and I'm going to tell you when I say, then I will end when does a person become mature? When will we say that somebody is still a baby? Even though he has been in RAN for 10 years, but he's still a baby. Some of you are founding members of this church, but you are a baby in the spirit. I'll tell you, when I tell you, I'll put the microphone down. But I'm just trying to let you know that it is dangerous to be around here and be a baby because one big one is that a baby christian is actually spiritually an unbeliever that's what I, I like the way the new living translation says it said like said i had to talk to you as though you belong to this world we don't belong to this world we are in the world but we are not of the world so when your pastor must talk to you as though you belong to this world then you are an unbeliever but this is 1 a, a, Corinthians. Corinthian. Corinth, Corinth is a city. It, it was a letter written to Christians in the city of Corinth. Today, I want to ask you, are you a baby or you are a mature, mature Christian spiritually? That's the first reason. But if you are a baby, you are actually, some of us sitting here, who belong to this church, you are actually seen spiritually as an unbeliever who has not escaped the power of darkness, which is Scotus, hell. Some members of this church are dying and will descend into hell. Another reason why you don't want to be a baby in the church is found in Galatians chapter 4 and verse 3. You don't want to be there. In fact, because we are in church and because this church is for us and we are not renting the building, let us start from verse 1 so we can take our time and read. Galatians 4 verse 1. If we are renting, we have to hurry up and leave. So verse 1, verse 1, look at it, look at it, look at it. Now I say that the heir, eh, the H-E-I-R, those of you who didn't pass your wasi, eh, H-E-I-R, is somebody who has inherited something, who has just come into something. I was nine years old when I inherited houses. I was nine years old. I inherited bank accounts in England. I was nine By nine years, my father as soon as my father died, I owned a house in London. Fully paid for. I didn't work for it. I became an heir to an estate. But it says that the heir, the boy, the girl who has inherited something spiritually, who has inherited blessings, favor, greatness, uh, 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 divine blessings and so on, as long as he's a baby, as long as he's a child, does not differ from a servant, even though he is Lord of all. Verse two but it's under tutors and governors until the time appointed so when you do not mature from a child even what belongs to you will be eaten by someone but that's not the point look at verse 3 the, no, no, this, this, this is it this is the point this is the one reason why my dear what's your name Jessica lovely name fight Fight it. Never to be described in the church as a baby. Not even in the church. Fight never to be known by angels, by anybody who is spiritual. May the tag of baby or a child, spiritual child, spiritual baby, Jesse, fight it. Remove that label from your life. Because when we were children, it is here in English, were in bondage under the elements of the world. That is, you are a spiritual, uh, you are born again, but you are a baby Christian. You are a baby Christian. You have not matured. You are, the Bible says, you are in bondage. So one of the reasons why you must not persist as a baby Christian is that a baby Christian is in the same bondages that the unbeliever is in. The pornography, the masturbation, the fornication, the drinking, the revelry, the, 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 the evil concupiscence, the, 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 the on, I mean, anything that the unbeliever is struggling to come out of. She is also in church, but is struggling to come out of it. That is why you must not be a baby. bondages that people who have never come to stand here and say lord jesus lord jesus I thank you, I thank you, for tonight, for tonight, tonight I call on you, tonight I call on you, and declare, and declare that you are my Lord, you are my Lord, you are my Savior, dear Jesus, today, today, oh Lord, oh Lord, oh Jesus, oh Jesus, please wash my sins, please wash my sins, today I declare, today I declare that I am born again, I am no more a child of the devil, I am no more, you can stand here and pray such a prayer, but you are still masturbating, you are still Fornicating, you are still with that married man, somebody who is not much, who is mature, who is not a child, is not in bondage. So, the girl, yes, oh, yes, she was fornicating, but she said, No, 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 (laughs) no, 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 please, I'm in charge, I'm not helpless from today. You and I, the relationship we have. It's over. Some of you, when you leave here, you must send a text to break certain relationships you are in now. Show that you're not a baby. So, I, this is just two reasons. I, I could give you more, but time is up. The first reason is that, if you are a baby, you are actually an unbeliever. I'm telling you, if you are a baby, you are in bondage. <laughs> you are in the church. You may sing in the choir with blue rosette or whatever else. You are in, some of you is in here, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. One of you is in bondage. You are struggling to come out of something. You, you come out you now, you are back. <laughs> because you are actually a baby in Christ. Please, should I stop preaching or I should continue? No, but the place is quiet. Please, it, it what I'm saying doesn't. No, no, you don't. No, I was starting to say, oh, preach on, what a word! Oh, preach it, what a message! But no, let me pass Abigail. I think I want to end the message. No, 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 no. I, I don't, I don't want to preach to people. I want to hear preach the word. You are preaching, what a word! But you are quiet. Preaching, you know? or uh, oh it's not because you are angry with me it's working rather oh then clap your hands for jesus oh sorry. I, didn't mean, sorry I didn't mean tomorrow by this time you and that married man will not be together again you are going to prove that you are not a baby anymore when you buy airtime, Vodafone airtime, you will not use it to watch pornography one brother in my church he could watch pornography and collapse they, yes I'm not joking I said sorry sorry that's not true he could watch pornography and masturbate till he collapses they have to come and pour water on him then he comes up again nothing could stop him Ladies and gentlemen, tonight I'm going to tell you one thing that has power over the power of darkness. Even though, I'm sorry, I may say something which doesn't line up with, because we sing the song, there is power, power, wonder-working power in the blood. Of the land, there is power, power, wonder-working power. In the prayer, blood of the land. Now I was a talented solo artist. I was, my ministry was in Asia. I sing in
1: Asia. There
0: is power, power, wonder working power in the blood of the land. There is power, power wonder working power In the precious blood of the Lamb I know that one. But you can meet the blood of Jesus and still be under the power of darkness. Because who are those who are under that power? It is children babies so when you are in church one of your main aims in the church is not to be a lead singer but to break out of babyhood but because time is up I will straight away tell you how Escape the babyhood stage. What is the one thing that will give you the escape route that demons will not have power over you? Ignorance. Oh Jesus, I have praised the message. Ignorance will not have power over you. Immorality will not. Have, you will see a girl, you feel like her. You are, you are, you are, you are just dying, but you have over that power of immorality receive that power now what is it the answer is in a verse we have already read Hebrews 5 and verse 12 it says and I'm ending now for when for the time you ought to be teachers you have need that another pastor, another brother, another sister teach you again which be the first principles of God and I become such such as have need of always feeding bottle always breasts always feeding bottle always breasts never chewing kebab never chewing meat what is it that determines a person's escape from that milk stage what is it teaching L- look some of you sitting here now must listen to me Any church which does not give people the chance to teach. I didn't say the chance to be a lady pastor. I didn't say the chance to be a reverend. I didn't say the chance to be a home cell leader. I didn't say the chance to be a, 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 a choir leader. The chance to open the Bible and speak from the Bible. Any church Whether it is Lighthouse, whether it is Presby, whether it is Methodist, whether it is Catholic Church, whether it is Victory Church, whether it is Heritage Church. Any church that does not promote the teaching of the word of God by its members is a church that is an evil church. It is a church you must run away from. It is church which is raising I don't know the church which is, We are raising champions We are raising world leaders Some of the church are raising unbelievers When you are in a church And your pastor does not Arrange the church In such a way that Every member Has a chance to open the Bible and say something from the Bible. If that chance is not given to you, you are listening to me, whether on radio, on podcast, you are listening to me here. Leave the church! It's not a good church. In my church? I encourage people to dance. I encourage people to play the keyboard. I encourage people to sing in the choir. She saw my choir. I don't know if she saw the She was early enough to see the choir. I encourage people to do sound. I encourage people to do photography. We are doing many things. Some are even communion stars. They they mix and drink communion. (laughs) But don't make a mistake. I'm not in the church to promote instrumentals. instrumentals. I'm not in the church to promote singers. Every singer must believe God that there will be a day in your life that you open the Bible and teach somebody. If you are if you are a keyboardist sitting here, an instrumentalist, and in your life, in your spiritual life, there is no arrangement where once a week, once a month, every day, once in three days, you teach somebody, I'm telling you that you are going to hell. Because you are a baby. You are a baby. You are a baby. I don't care if you are a founding member. I don't care if you are the cousin of the pastor I don't care if you are whatever You are going to hell You will never have any power over blindness Power over ignorance Power over immorality Power over ungodliness You are subject It is the teaching So the bible Is clear It doesn't say when you tithe you are mature When you worship You are mature. Not even when you pray in tongues, are you mature? Some of you, when you are fornicating, at the height of the fornication, you speak in tongues. Speaking in tongues is not a mark of your spirituality what makes you spiritual and by that what gives you the escape from being an unbeliever in the church the escape from the power of sin evil wickedness drunkenness alcoholism fornication adultery it is called the power of opening the bible to teach Anybody in the church who marries an instrumentalist who doesn't teach? I was having a meeting with my singer yesterday. I said, when there's a choir meeting, you start with the teaching. Uh, tomorrow, I have an all night. The all night is not for the church member. It's for those who work on Sundays. The choir, the dancers, the communion wine drinkers, uh, the communion wine um, <laughs> mixers, um, instrumentalists, Uh, sound people we have no light and we are everybody the dancers are supposed to teach No, it is there in English when you don't teach when you don't teach you are not mature it doesn't matter whether you have been in the church for a hundred years you are bound for hell because you are a baby I don't know who that... Please sit down. In this area, you don't stand up on Thursday evenings. It's against... There's a taboo against... standing up When a pastor is preaching, it's against the traditional laws. I don't know who, who the leader of this choir is. But the leader of this choir has a responsibility not to just raise singers, but to make sure that Jessica teaches someone. She has to go somewhere and teach somewhere that everybody sitting here ought to have a place once a week you meet three people you meet four people you meet one person you meet 16 people the day you open the bible to teach is the day we will be sure that you have now come of age Oh, and may I tell you examples of a teacher in the church. A teacher is like your pastor who has a microphone and is speaking into the microphone every Sunday and every weekday. But how many of us will get the chance to hold the microphone? So there are other opportunities to teach. If your pastor will not give you selection to preach with the microphone, create your own microphone in your house. Gather four boys. Yes. When you go out and you meet an unbeliever and you are witnessing to the person, you are teaching. Whether you are using Romans 3:23. John one twelve, Romans six twenty three, or John three sixteen. Once you are using the word of God to speak, you are breaking down the word. You are teaching, and I'm saying that everybody here, there should be a time when this choir is singing as a choir, not in the church, but at the corner there, one of the evenings, stand on a box and sing. And when you finish singing, the alto leader takes the microphone and preaches the word of God. instrumentalists must come together you must come together and say that we are uh, uh, this Saturday we are going to batonatota in front there and we are just going to witness for just 30 minutes that witnessing, anybody you meet that you, 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 you the person stops and you open your mouth and you share the scriptures and you tell the person to be born again even if the person does not give his life to Christ you have thoughts And by that, you can be deemed a mature Christian. The power over immorality is not worshiping, the power over immorality is not playing the keyboard. A lot of instrumentalists are fornicators. I'm telling you. Even those who are married are chasing girls in the church. But the grace of God, I'm not afraid of anybody here. But the grace of God. There is a power that is more powerful than the power of your flesh. It is called the power of teaching. What I'm doing now is what will prevent me from committing adultery tonight. What I'm doing now. Oh, but pastor, I I know teachers who are also fornicating. Ah, that's where you got it wrong. If somebody can teach and fornicate, it means the person, if he had not taught, would have been, would have been, would have... No, you, you, you don't get the point I made I said if as I'm preaching I'm preaching this is my wife and I'm preaching and I'm still as a preacher I'm sleeping with th- two girls in the choir and one treasurer it means that if I was not preaching mayandala makataya besimlahi rahman wallahi. Now, 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 sit down, let me end. Why, why is teaching powerful? Why will teaching prevent you from going to hell? Why will teaching give you power over that married man with a pot belly? Why will teaching give you power over ungodliness? Why? Why why will teaching give you power over blindness? Why will teaching have, give you power over ignorance? Why? Because to teach you must read your bible. When you don't teach, there is no motivation to read your bible. <laughs> And as you keep reading the Bible, Kashama Handala Bazaar, one day, one day, one day, something will fall off your eyes. I came with my driver. (laughs) My driver will tell you, in the car, I was listening to a message. It's not a message I'm coming to preach. But every teacher who teaches well should be listening to messages. I mean, anyone who says that from today I'm going to teach must learn from people who are already teaching. Because, 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 because. Life, even nature, does not permit anyone who doesn't hear from speaking. To speak. I'll take it again. Nature, naturally, Nobody is allowed to speak if he doesn't hear. So, excuse me to say, our brothers and sisters who are dumb, who can't speak, like when they open their mouth, I'm not joking. Like you say, I want to go somewhere. No, I'm not joking. I'm saying that, that is how they speak. You may think that he has a problem with his throat. Or that something is not open. His throat may be more normal than yours. The problem is that he cannot hear. Most people, that's why we have deaf and dumb. To be able to speak. So a good doctor, when someone cannot speak, and is taken to a doctor, a child is three years old, is not speaking, and is taken to a doctor, the doctor will not say, open your mouth. Ha, ha, ha. No, he will take something and check the ear because if you cannot hear so so that that thing
1: that
0: is what he hears so that's why you can see that you can give birth to a child two months old the child goes to china after three years he's speaking chinese why a girl boy from osu is speaking chinese why why because what you hear is what you say So to be a teacher, you don't just read your Bible, but you also listen to messages. And it is when you listen to messages that the Holy Spirit can enter you. Ezekiel chapter 2 verse 2. And the Spirit entered me when he spoke unto me. So anybody who wants to teach like me, I am into pastors. I am into preachings. I am always listening because if you cannot speak if you don't listen. If you don't hear, you cannot speak. And it is in hearing. See, so I am showing you how a teacher can have power over pornography. And the spirit entered into me. When he speaks, so when a message is playing, it's not just English words, but a spirit is entering you. And why why are you listening to the message? Because you are about to go and preach somewhere. So instead of being in church with blue lipstick, you must rather be in church and with 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 an earphone. Listening to messages, listening to podcasts. Everybody here must listen to Dagwood Mills podcast. First of all, believe God that God will deliver you from this yam phone you are using. That's number one. Yes, yes, like yours. This is a smartphone. You use a smartphone. Do you have podcasts on it? Do, do you have podcasts yes. on your phone?
1: I think so.
0: I think so. doesn't no but she has gone to paint her lips purple. So because she has painted her lips purple and has gone to wear a borrowed wig, she now looks beautiful and already she has attracted four boys in the church. When the boys come to you to chase you with money, with papaya rice, you don't have any sense in your head to say no because you don't have the spirits. A girl who wants to push boys away must not just cut her hair. Because some boys are even turned on by low haircuts. It rather disturbs their hormones. What you need is wisdom. What you need is power. What you need is strength to say no. So, so I'm just saying that. That is why teaching is what shows that you are mature. Because a teacher must pray. I have prayed before coming (laughs) I have to pray because I am not a classroom teacher I am not a university lecturer I am a preacher, I am a pastor and I must pray that the angels of God help me, I must pray that the Holy Ghost helps me so just by wanting to teach it has forced me to read my Bible it has forced me to listen to messages it has forced me to pray and by that I have power over today everybody must take a decision yes sing we need you to sing we need singers but don't make a mistake you can be a singer and a baby christian under the power of darkness in bondage because the Bible has told us that a baby Christian is an unbeliever. A baby Christian is under the power of it's under bondage of the world. Whatever is breaking the back of unbelievers is also breaking your back. Rise out of immaturity. Rise out of it. Everybody here, if you want to have, l- let me tell you, What destroyed your cousin? Cannot destroy you. What made your cousin a weed smoker and is now at the mental hospital at Asylum Down? Is it Asylum? Asylum Down? Asylum. Okay. Asylum Down. uh, uh, Asylum. Asylum and Asylum Down. Your cousin is mad. Somebody here. Your cousin is mad. And that power... It's about to come for you. Did you know? This is just by the side. It's not part of the message. Mommy, did you know that for most people, it is in the church that they learn new types of sins? Oh, yeah. It's in the church people become homosexuals. In the church. Oh, yes. There are girls. I know a girl. I, I, I was talking to her just last week. She broke her virginity in church. It's in the church. She, she was a virgin got, I say engaged, I mean, entered into a relationship with their brother to to, to marry. In the relationship, because they had no power over the power of the flesh, they fornicated. It is in the church she broke her virginity. Some of you, it is in the church you will watch pornography for the first time because you may not know that as we are here, there are devils amongst us here who have come here not to know Jesus, but to know you. why it's dangerous in fact personally i believe it's more dangerous to be in church than to be out there in the world in terms of fleshless sins like fornicating and so on i mean uh, having sex and so on. Uh, at least sex it, it, it's more dangerous in church because if you step out of here and you walk through the town spin text you go to a uh, circle you go to uh, Karnasius. there's nowhere you have pretty girls per square meter like the church. No, you, you don't get the point I'm making. Yeah, if I go to town, I may see a girl like you, I may see a girl like you, I may see a girl like you. Don't when you smile, then something is doing me. Don't, don't smile. <laughs> In town also, they are nice girls. But there's nowhere the girls are plenty in one space. Condensation of nice girls. So if you are here and your testicles are worrying you, you are done for. Pastor, I don't seem to understand the message I'm preaching. I'm saying that in a certain sense it is dangerous to be see, in the church also apart from being with girls and so on here we we, we, we are very close you know we, we visit our houses we homes we eat together we 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 we, outdoor, we we are together so here a homosexual looking for you is more easily like more likely to get you because here we rather encourage closeness and the person I'm bringing to you is a homosexual but in town you may not meet one easily but in the church we say shake your brother you he even said greet 10 people can you imagine did your person ask you to greet 10 people that is a good church but greet 10 people hello how are you doing beautiful powerful beautiful then this one when I shook a hand some power entered me from my hand so it should have been better. I was not in church to meet a devil like this. You don't. They don't understand the message, your pastor. I think it's okay. So, uh, I'm going home, please. It's okay. It's okay. You okay, okay. don't understand the
1: message. Do
0: you understand the message I'm preaching? I'm saying that it is sometimes it is even dangerous to be in church. when you are here and you don't read your Bible, you don't pray, you don't listen to messages, you don't teach, you are not helping others to grow, you are actually setting up yourself for surprises. So, are you married? With children? You're not married at all? Are you in a relationship? Why? Why is a grown-up like this? His beard is like an imam. He can't find a woman. Why? Because he's confused. He's
1: confused.
0: He's confused. But the, I'm talking about blindness. Blindness. So as he's sitting here, what he doesn't know is that the girl he should marry is right here. But blindness. He is blind. You know, you know what I'm saying? I think I'm going. You don't understand the message. No, no, no. You don't understand the message. You don't understand what I'm preaching about. Can I have my iPad, please? I, I'm leaving. No, 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 no. I, 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 I don't like I'm not coming here tomorrow. I don't understand the message. I shouldn't go. They don't understand the message. Do you understand it? What am I saying? What am I saying? You must mature spiritually because the church may be the place you might find your distraction. That if you are here, you must rise up and be a teacher. Rise up and find three people to teach. Rise up and start a home sale. Rise up and start an area fellowship and bring them to church. Even the work of being busy to bring people to church will rather give you no time for that boy looking for you. I can't guarantee I will not put my money on you. If you are not, it's anybody here who is not teaching as part of your Christian life, I'm not saying every Sunday or every Monday, but in your life, there is no opportunity to open the Bible and share more. No, no, I'm afraid of you. I'm afraid of you. You have, it means you have not been delivered because you are a baby No, I'm, no, ma, mommy. how do we know that you are not a baby how do we know that you have been in church for 10 years no. how, how do we know that you are not a baby by teaching if you are not teaching you are a baby yeah. and if you are a baby you are a non-believer yeah. if you are a baby you are under the, under the bondages of the world <laughs> the only thing that you think I also don't know girls you think I don't know that beer tastes nice you think if I go to a nightclub, I, I won't feel like moving my body. What are you talking about? But, ladies and gentlemen, there's another power in my body. Oh, Jesus. The Bible says, when Jesus sent the disciples, he said, Behold, behold, Luke 10:19. I give you power. Luke 10:19. I give you power over all the powers i give you power over all the power i give you power over all the power when i say i give you power then you say over all the power i give you power i give you power i give you power I give you power to tread upon serpents and scorpions. You, you, you joke. You sit down and think church is just worshiping and just singing in the church. Something is coming for you. What brought your father down is coming for you. What brought your mother down is coming for you. That's why every Christian must look for the Luke ten nineteen power, power over the power. That's the only power I know. Oh, and before I sit down, who are these people who are giving the power? Who are they? Don't say disciples. What did they do? Luke chapter ten nineteen says, I give you." power over all the power. And who were those people who were given power? Verse 1. After these things, the Lord appointed 70 also and sent them two and two before his face. Tonight, we are going to form two and two to go out to our areas and start home sales. Is there? He sent them two and two before his face into every city and place whither he himself would come. Verse 2. Therefore he said, The harvest, Nakusha Kabaya, the harvest is plenteous, but the laborers are few. He sent them out there to preach. So they even came back and said, The demons are subject to us. Then, as he was blessing them, he said, Because you went and came, I give you power. Power is not given to tongue talkers, power is given to people who go and preach. They go somewhere and preach somewhere. They are those with power. In Acts 1 8, he said, I, uh, uh, oh, What do you call it? you shall receive power when the holy ghost comes and you shall be what witnesses preachers you can never anybody who promises you power in exchange for sowing a seed is an antichrist any pastor who tells you get uh, 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 i'm washing your feet and you will have power is a is a devil Any pastor who says you have power when you worship, power in the church is from the Holy Ghost, and it is linked not to pregnancy, it's not linked to business. The the Holy Spirit is giving Acts 1 8. Look at it there. To receive you shall receive power, and the power is for witnessing. We come back to teaching. I'm saying that everybody here, listen to me, if you are in this church eh, and in your life, I know you are the sound guy. I know you are the one who sings. If you are here, and there is no part of your life here where you open the Bible in your house, in the street corner, in the classroom, and you teach somebody, prepare to go to hell. Ogbena. 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 You may be a founding member, founding father, founding nonsense. You are going... You, you, whatever has disturbed unbelievers will disturb you. Mothers, teach your children to open their Bibles and teach. Everybody must go somewhere. Why? You see, that's why I read Isaiah 9. Isaiah, 9, the, the, verse 3 is so powerful. Look at it. Verse 3 of Isaiah. 9, it says, Thou hast multiplied the nation. But you have not increased their joy. That is, they are in the church and they are depressed. They are singing, but they are depressed. They, there's no happiness. There's no joy. There's no, wh- why? He said, "Thou, ha- you, you, you have multiplied them. You have, they have got cars. Some of you have borrowed wigs. You have got. You have, some of you have ironed your wig. You, I mean, I'm saying it. I'm sa- ask what don't you have? I mean, you you have a. You have got purple lipstick." But she is depressed. I'm preaching. She has no joy. It's, 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 you have multiplied them. They have money. They have a job. They have children. They are married. They have houses. But they, you, you have increased. Them, but, but you have not increased their joy. Makuta baya. No, 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 no. Watch it. How does the joy come? Watch it. He says "The joy before thee." according to the joy in harvests Jesus help me that is the joy of a believer is in the harvest going somewhere and teaching somewhere and bringing the souls to church karamazata the joy, the, so you have increased them some of you have dressed that you are even wearing glasses, which you don't need. <laughs> There's no problem with your eyes. But you are wearing glasses because it enhances your image. <laughs> Bishop, you are saying <laughs> I'm saying that you have multiplied. Some of you pass your wasi Three A's, six B's, two A's, five B's. Whatever a few of you also have got the day fair, fair, fair but generally, say God has increased me. I I, I am blessed. I am married. I've got children. And we live in a chamber and hall. We have something we live in. I have a car. I came with a car. There's a CD player in the car. God has multiplied. I'm saying that you can be multiplied but you don't have... Go away! You can be multiplied but you don't have joy <laughs> you are married you have children but you are depressed you have a job in the bank you are depressed you passed your exam you are not happy you are beautiful when you look into the mirror you everything a woman should have. You have excess. You are not happy. How many women have got purple lipstick? How many? You are still depressed. Why? No, Imagine. This is the last verse. It says, it, says, it, it, it says, You have increased them, but you have not increased their joy. But from today, your joy will increase. Yeah. Makasata Bayandaba the you have increased them. They have finished university, but they are depressed. He works at Echoban, but he she has no she, he, he has no joy. Because he says the joy according to the what? Joy of the harvest. And, and, and he goes on and says, And just in case you don't understand the harvest, he says, and as men rejoice, Jesus, I feel like dancing. As men rejoice when they divide the spoil. That is, we have gone to war. We have brought, you know spoil. Spoil is the things you bring home when you go and fight. So when they come and they put the things down, then as they are dividing the spoil, they smile on their face. One of these days, eh? But see, it means that those who have a portion in the spoil, when unbelievers come to church, it is the spoils of war. When we are dividing on Sunday, when we are dividing the new members, do you have some? No. Eighteen people have come to receive Christ. Let's say they are the spoil and we are sharing. Will you have some? Did you bring someone to church? Would it not be greatly exciting that you brought me to church? I'm sitting by you. Push, push. I'm sitting by you like this. Stop treating me. I'm, I'm, just, I'm, I'm sitting by you like this. And then the pastor preaches. You are born again. You are a pastor. In the, you are a leader in the church. Then I raise my hand. Wow. Brother Ben has raised his hand. If you raise your hand, come forward. Then I get up and I go forward. You don't know the feeling you'll be having inside your stomach. That the guy you brought has come to Jesus. Now, when I receive Jesus... I am your spoil. And the Bible says, when you are sharing and dividing the spoil, and you have a part in the spoil, that is your joy. Is there anybody you can see and say, this person is in the church because of me? No. It's a signboard that brings people. Thou has increased them. Isaiah 9 2 Thou hast increased the nations But hast not increased their joy <laughs> Why? Because they are supposed to Joy before thee According to Their joy in Harvest They bear their sheaves, They go in tears And they return Bearing their sheaves Rejoicing That is the joy. And the Bible says, the joy of the Lord is my strength. So the strength to say no to pornography comes from your excitement about God. I mean, when you are very much into God, you wouldn't want to watch pornography to defile your spirit. Look, can you imagine, I'm into God, I'm excited about God, I'm preaching. I mean, one pastor was told by his teacher, concentrate on your academic life and he told the teacher sir, sir, I am a full-time Christian and a part-time student everywhere he was going, he was just sharing 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 scriptures (laughs)
1: that's joy that's joy
0: it is the joy of the Lord I'm excited about God that is why I will see a nice girl like you and pass But if I am bored with God, if I'm not excited in my Christian life, and this girl is also calling me, who doesn't like snails? The strength to say no to sin will come from your excitement about God. I mean, can you imagine you are with somebody, you are so happy to be with a person, and somebody comes to call you, that you, let's go and eat Kinky. It what? <laughs> the strength to say no to sin comes from your joy in the Lord. And that joy is a product of the harvest. Isaiah 93. That joy is the... It's not dancing stars. It's just Christianity. Look, excitement in God doesn't come from worshipping. Listening to a nice message. Hey! Excitement in God. Comes from seeing your souls established. The one who brought me to church. If the person sees me preaching today. She will lift up her hands and say Lord. I can die. I can die. If my convert is a bishop. Then I'm, 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 I'm okay. That is the excitement. So he said that you have money, but you are depressed. You have wiped your purple lipstick. It's working. It's working. Tomorrow, you must bring two souls. You are bringing how many souls? How many are you bringing tomorrow? Two. Not two, two. Father, mature these ones, make them into teaching priests. Make run a kingdom of priests. Send them somewhere. Let dancers go somewhere and preach somewhere. Let singers go somewhere and preach somewhere. I release power to overcome sin, power to say no. I release energy from joy. May that joy keep you. May that joy preserve you. May that joy strengthen you.
1: Receive joy.
0: Have you not seen that in every house is the babies who are always crying? Yeah, yeah, babies. Mature people don't cry. Once a while they cry. So the depression is in the babyhood stage. So when you are able to use John 3.16 To bring a nice girl like this to church You are now a mature person May you May you one of these days Find yourself with an open Bible May you one of these days Find yourself With with a message in your heart Standing at the corner Of the street And saying to someone I came to talk to you About Jesus Christ That is the day Your spiritual maturity Begins Until then, you are a baby. In danger of hell. In danger of blindness. In danger of ignorance. In danger of worldliness. In danger of immorality. But when you come out as a mature person, your strength alone gathers the people. May God not only increase your wealth, may he increase your joy. May he not just increase your family. May he increase your joy. The next time we are sharing the spoil in the church, may you have a portion in the spoil. The next time we are bringing in the harvest, may you walk through these two lead gates. No more alone, but now with three people following you. That is when we say you are now a mature Christian. May God help us. May he strengthen us. Stand to your feet as we close. Everybody stand to your feet. No movement. We are closing. Everybody close your eyes. I'm making two altar calls. Tonight. If you are here. And you are not born again. You have never received Jesus Christ into your life. Everybody close your eyes. Everybody. Everybody close your eyes. And bow your head. You want to say, Pastor, please pray for me. I want to give my life to Jesus Christ. I need Jesus. If you are here like that, you want me to pray with you. That's the first step. And then we will talk about maturing. Look, it can take you only two weeks to mature. The day you open the Bible to teach is the day you are mature. If you are here. But the first step is the first step. You are not born again. Only say, Pastor, pray for me. Every eye closed, every head bowed. If you are here like that, lift up your hand. I'm going to pray for you. Yes, Pastor, pray for me. I want to be born again. Lift your hand. I'm going to pray for you. Lift it high, high above your head. Pastor, I need Jesus. Pastor, I want to give my life to, today. I'm ending all my life, worldly life, and I'm starting a new life. Every eye closed. Lift your hand, high above your head. You want to, Pastor, pray for me. I want to be born again. Pastor, I want to give my life to Jesus Christ. Today, I'm turning away from sin. I want to be born again. Lift your hand wherever you are. Lift it high. Pastor, I want to be born again. Pastor, I need Jesus. Pastor, pray for me. If your hand is up, wherever you are, if your hand is up, and you want Jesus to be your Lord and your Savior, you want a relationship with Christ, if your hand is up, come to me in front here now. I'm going to pray for you. Come. Come. If you raise your hand, come. You want to give your life to Christ, come. Come. Come and stand here. Before I pray, there is someone here you are not sure of where you will go if you die. I want to pray for you. I want to pray for you to be born again to receive Jesus Christ into your life if you are here like that you are not sure whether you are going to heaven or hell I want to invite you to come out of darkness and receive Jesus Christ wherever you are if you want to receive Christ come yes come 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 The power of sin. The power of pornography. The first thing to do is to make a powerful person your God. And his name is Jesus Christ. Come to Jesus. I'm waiting for you. I'm waiting for you. Come to Jesus. Yes. What a beautiful night. I love to see young ones like this. Before I pray, I'm giving somebody the last chance You are here. You are slipping away into hell. You want to say, Pastor, pray for me. I want to be born again. Lift your hand and come to me here. Come here. I want to pray for you to receive Jesus Christ into your life. Come. Now, everybody, yes, come. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. I'm about to pray. Those standing in front, lift your two hands. And the rest of us, lift your hands. And say this prayer after me. Say, Heavenly Father. Today, I thank you. For what I have heard. I'm very sorry, I'm very sorry for, everything I have done. for everything I have done that has displeased you. Has displeased you. Today, Today I'm, starting I'm starting again. All over again. All over again. I, am I am dirty. I've done many bad things. Many bad things. But I know, but I know that, the that the blood of Jesus can wash my sins. Wash my sins. Oh God, today i surrender to you please wash me with the blood of jesus set me free cleanse me make me new i want a brand new life oh god have mercy on me deliver me from evil i thank you i thank you i thank you for my salvation I just sense in my spirit there is somebody here. As we are praying, you wish you were here in front. I don't know who you are, whether it's a girl or even a boy. If you are there, come and join us as we pray. Come and join us as we pray. Thank you, Jesus. Say thank you, Jesus. For my salvation. I will never be the same again. In Jesus name. Now the final call I want to make is anybody here who is pledging to go out today to teach and to preach to start a home sale to start a small group to mature that you will no more be called a baby. But you, go, you are going to now start the real spiritual life of maturity. You may be a singer. You may be a dancer. Whatever you are. You want to say, Pastor. Pastor. Today. I want to come out of the babyhood stage. I want to mature. I need Jesus. I have him. But I must overcome all the problems of being a baby including the danger of slipping back into hell i want to match your pastor if you are here you want to now start serving god by preaching teaching and starting a life that makes you a minister of god's word to one person two people to a group to your friends you want to come and start this life if you are here like that come to the front come to me now come uh, those of you in front come move move forward step forward step forward yes the rest of you come and line up at the back here yes you want to start a life yes. you've been a christian for 3 years for 4 years Six months, five years. But you want to now dedicate your life to teaching, to ministering, to being to being a leader, a shepherd of sheep. Tonight, there's someone standing there. The message you heard tonight may be perhaps the most important message every Christian ought to hear. You are standing there, you are saying, Pastor, I want to be trained. I want to be a leader. I want to be a teacher. I want to go somewhere. I want to preach somewhere. I want to open my Bible. And share from the Bible. I want to do this with the rest of my life. Serving you. If you are here. And you are standing there. Come to me now. Come to the front. A new life. Is beginning. A new life. Is beginning. Lift your hands. And I'm going to pray for you when I pray, you should repeat it after me. Say, Dear Jesus, Jesus, I thank you you for what I have heard today. I I didn't know know that I was living a dangerous life. life. Thank you you. for delivering me from being a baby till I die today by this prayer I'm stepping into maturity whatever I must do to become a teacher of your word I submit to it I will read my bible I will listen to messages I will read books I will acquire knowledge to make it possible for me to be a teacher of your word. I will learn from my teachers. From today, I declare that I have come out of the spiritual immaturity that could have destroyed my life. I cannot be in church and be described as a spiritual unbeliever. I come out of any title that does not favor my going to heaven. Today, I've signed on as a teacher of the word. I am a minister of the word. I am not seeking to be called a pastor. I will just be a teacher of your word. Because it is a normal stage for every believer as he matures. Thank you Lord for a great anointing to teach your word. Thank you Lord for a great anointing to minister your word. I will teach Christians. I will teach unbelievers. I will minister to wicked people. I am now officially a part of the harvesters of the kingdom. I am a harvester. I am a harvester. I have a portion in the spoil. When they are sharing the spoil, I have a part in it. Oh God, from today, I will not wait for anybody to give me a chance to preach, and to teach. I will create the opportunity myself. If I'm given a chance, I will thank you. But I'm not waiting for any pastor, for any leader. I am a teacher. Outside the church, there are unbelievers who must hear from me. From today, I'm creating my own opportunities. From one person I'll move to two, to three, to four, to seven, to ten, till I am a chief shepherd of many shepherds and many sheep. Thank you for spiritual maturity. I will never be the same again. I thank you Lord for this great salvation and for this great time and this privilege
1: in Jesus' name.